it's the most wonderful and joyous time of the year, right? Hi, everybody. This is Susan Nicholas, and you're listening to the Be Conscious Podcast. Welcome to the Be Conscious Podcast, the show that brings you enlightened perspectives on the frequency of money, life's many challenges, and those heavy feelings that may be holding you back from living your best life. And now your host, Dr. Susan Nicholas. We've all heard that this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. But it can also bring up feelings of sadness and grief as we experience heightened loss during this time of the year. Did you know that in the Northern Hemisphere, there's a cyclic peak of deaths in the last two weeks of the year between our Christmas holiday and the New Year? Now, this has been observed for more than a century. A Wall Street Journal article published in 2015 investigated why death doesn't take a holiday but rather seems to work overtime around Christmas and New Year's. The piece cited research by a sociologist, David Phillips, who examined 57.5 million U.S. death certificates from 1979 through 2004 and found a recurring rise in deaths during a two-week span beginning on Christmas. A graphical analysis shows an unbroken pattern of deaths peaking in the winter and bottoming out in the summer. Let's take this time to really look into the phenomena of death and loss and perhaps see it from an entirely new and conscious perspective. To speak about death and loss from a more conscious perspective requires us to acknowledge that we are more than a physical body, that we are infinitely more, and to remember that everything in knowable existence is energy at its core. And for the sake of simplicity, I'd like to refer to this part of us, the soul of us, as our energy body. And in this way, we can perhaps remember that it it too is based in the very same first law of thermodynamics of all other sources of energy. I think Leonardo da Vinci said it best, that Mother Nature never breaks her own laws. Perhaps it behooves us to understand this basic law of energy, and in doing so, we can better understand ourselves. Death is a state of final acquiescence of form. It occurs when the physical or emotional body is too damaged to continue life on earth. And it is when the collective consciousness of the body's carbon-based cells relay signals to cease living en masse. This is what we call dying. What is interesting about death of the physical body is that for many, it will simultaneously be the final unconscious act performed as a human being and the first conscious moment of conscious awareness experienced while on earth. In this point of cellular shutdown, the energy body or the soul of us permanently detaches from the physical body and attempts to transcend the third dimension. But you see, there's a gift inherent in achieving an exalted perception about death while we are still living. It is the gift of conscious awareness 
And it allows us to view physical death not as sad and painful and entirely, but instead as a graduation from earth school and the commencement of our next incarnation. It is important to understand that death of the physical body is yet another illusion of the third dimension. And for many will be their awakening moment. As you will see, death brings us to light, not darkness. The physical departure is intended to be celebrated, not mourned. And death is not about loss, but liberation. The understanding of these truths typifies the duality of being. Understanding our true essence of being does not mean that we will not miss our family and friends who have transitioned. But when we mourn the loss of loved ones, that is when we feel the loss and loneliness. Conscious awareness will not take away the feelings associated with the passing of a loved one, particularly if we have not made closure. But it can allow us to move forward, feeling lighter and more optimistic due to our higher understandings and perceptions about the truth of our existence. What an exalted perception does is it allows us to release our loved ones and make closure in physical life. In the light of consciousness, we realize there is nothing sad about an empty shell. But what is most important about any sentient being remains unseen by the human eye. Another benefit of becoming conscious is the opportunity to elevate our vibrational frequency while we are still embodied and to transition far outside of Earth's third dimension when our defining moment arises. Doing this will open you to a new and different experience and dimensions far beyond your wildest imagination. So why do we die at the end of the calendar year? Perhaps we feel that we have made closure in physical life, and for many of us, the end of the calendar year is a time of completion, and at the same time, a commencement of something new. When the soul determines that it can no longer mature in the physical form, or that it has learned enough, perhaps, it will shed its shell and move on to a more enriching experience. We are all born into the same earth milieu, and we all must die to leave the planet. Where we go next is too far a journey, and the body too heavy and ill-equipped to make it. You see, the body is not designed to travel into the cosmos at the speed of light. Therefore, we must go on as pure energy. Like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. How would you describe your relationship with money? Did you ever imagine that your deepest feelings and beliefs about money could be preventing you from acquiring all the wealth that you desire? Click the link below in the show notes to learn more about Dr. Nicholas's highly sought-after Frequency of Money program to positively transform your relationship with money. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. In times of great loss, we can also feel lonely, like have a profound sense of loneliness within us. And that loneliness often stems from isolation. Maybe we've lost someone, pet of, of vital importance to us that was really active in our everyday lives, someone that we love. 
then when they are gone from our physical life, we feel this sense of isolation. We can also feel this when we lose friends. And I wonder if we had a stronger relationship with ourselves, if we had this soulful depth of a relationship with ourselves, if we had cultivated a depth of personal relationship with ourselves, if we had a healthy relationship with ourselves, might we feel alone at times, but not embody the intense loneliness of the soul? In this very complex world that we're living in, we may be connected through our various devices, but have you noticed that we are lacking in a sincere human connection? And that human connection is required for the soul of us to thrive. We will all be alone at times, but we don't have to feel lonely. If we look back on the year, sometimes if we look back on our life, you know, we're full of regret. There are many unmet expectations. And this year that we just had, like this year of 2020, how many botched plans? Did you have? How many canceled weddings, parties, social or family gatherings? How much of that didn't happen? How many of us are longing for normalcy? Maybe when we look back on the year, we think about those abandoned resolutions, maybe the ones that we created in the beginning of the year, all that hope, all that energy, all that expectation that we had that didn't materialize. And maybe we feel sad and disappointed about all that. And what about the uncertainty of it all? You know, this idea of shutting down 2020 and ushering in a new year. But what if it's not so different in our physical world? What if we're still sheltering in place? What if we're still feeling this isolation? What if, you know, we're still homeschooling? What if we're still separated from friends and family? What if, you know, our wedding plans, our gatherings, our speaking engagements, all the conferences, all the stuff, going back to work? What if that doesn't quite materialize in 2021 as we hope it will? What if it looks a little bit the same? And my question is, can we feel different inside from a deep place of knowing, from a deep place of trust and understanding, despite what the physical world looks like, despite those things that have marked 2020 in the history books? I wonder if we can somehow feel comfort despite the loss in this year of 2020, which I feel on many levels is the year of grieving. Did you know that there are more than 20 described forms of grief from our medical and psychological societies? We're all familiar with grieving the loss of a person, a loved one in our life and our pets, but we can also be grieving the loss of our safety and security, you know, from all the fears that we're holding on to right now. We can be grieving the loss of our jobs and titles. For many of us, our homes and incomes, our businesses. And what about our relationships and connections? Maybe our work relationships and friendships. You know, I I was in Chicago earlier this year and it was the first time I had been to the city and I hadn't visited with my very good friend. And I remember how that felt, how strange that felt, not being able to see family at Thanksgiving or Christmas, not being able to embrace parents and grandparents or friends. And let's not forget the loss 
of our material things and grieving the loss of those. We can feel grief when we misplace something of sentimental or material value when we lose something, when something's taken away. What about, generally speaking, our way of life, grieving how we, we used to be? And I'm not talking about, you know, the 1950s or something, but just the idea of how we used to get together, how we used to embrace, how we used to shake hands, how we used to not be afraid of one another, how, you know, when you're walking down the sidewalk or in a store, you're not avoiding someone moving to the other side of the street or the aisle of the sidewalk to get away from someone literally feeling a little bit of fear when someone coughs or sneezes or breathes. This has been a profound year of loss and of grief. But I wonder if we can also see this year as the fertile ground, the ground that we plant the seeds of our future. There is no doubt that this year has been one of great loss, of grief, of pain, but it's also been a time of introspection, a time to reflect, time to cultivate and nurture that relationship with yourself, the one that's been so long neglected. It's also been a time for nurturing ideas. We haven't been so busy, the time of creating change of investing in yourself, your new business, your new ideas, perhaps, and creating new relationships, maybe renewed relationships with your family, your immediate family, the one that you're sheltering with. And if you're alone, perhaps this has been the time to cultivate that renewed relationship with yourself. In the final week of December, we're going to reflect on all of 2020 on the Be Conscious podcast. And let's see if we can't view it from a new perspective. If this episode resonates with you, tag me on Instagram at Conscious Susan and let me know why. And why not subscribe or drop a review on Apple Podcasts or to any podcast hosting platform of your choice. All of you who will share a picture of your review with me on Instagram, I'll send you a free book of the duality of being, Perspectives for Multidimensional Travel. And remember to tag me in your post so that I can see who you are. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Be Conscious Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Be Conscious Podcast with author, TEDx international speaker, and conscious coach, Dr. Susan Nicholas. Be sure to connect with her to stay up to date with her latest news and works. Learn more about her conscious speaking platform at susannicholas.org slash speaking. Stay tuned for the next thought-provoking episode. And whether you are coming or going, looking inside or out, remember to be conscious. Be conscious.